Hello everyone, welcome back to Horrific Reviews. Uh, most of have had to jump, so I'm going like, hi! <laughs> Alright, that's the joys of going live. Um, thought I'd jump on, just finished watching Season 3 of Preacher. Uh, give you the like initial reactions lowdown. Uh, not my favourite season so far, but it's not taken away from it, if that makes sense. Um, I'll put this delicately. You can see Seth Rogen trying to dominate and put his like brand of humor like over stamp so far he's been reined back because personally i'm not a fan of his stuff you know it's a bit too it's not clever enough you know what i mean it's like beat around the face and just fed up a crass you know what i mean i'm not a massive fan but he is what he is he's been a contributing factor and the show so far, and I think because the other two guys, at least he's been reined in a bit. I think this season he's tried to like dominate and like push it out, and I think it was getting close to getting in danger of um, ruining it because this guy just doesn't know when to he doesn't know when to stop a joke, if that makes sense, or uh, what's something he thinks funny, he'll just drag it on till it becomes not funny anymore, you know, and you actually get a bit bored and repetitive. So there's still a bit of um raining in there thankfully so it hasn't gone full Seth Rogen yet I'm worried about season 4 because if this is um, I haven't done any research into the background or why it was cancelled but I have a sneaking suspicion if this is it's probably him if this show's been uh, put in the back burner or stopped it's probably because of him because he's just that sort of person and I think he just he ruins things you know it's just my personal opinion, but you're going to agree or disagree, you know, it's up to yourselves. But carries on from last time. So, was he Jesse um, rushing to, we now know his grandmother's house, Marie LeAngel, to save Tulip's uh, life? Bit of a strange decision because now we start to see the full backstory unfold of. Jesse's background, what happened with his father, all that kind of stuff. So the decision for him to go back and put himself in that position didn't make sense. But the the got it, the wrong with it. It's part of the plot. Things need to happen. So there we are. To me, um, is where I liked season. I've liked season one the best so far especially when it's run multiple plot points but it's had the bravery to tie up a, a plot end uh, like mid-season and not just leave it hanging this they've kind of dragged out a plot point until the end of the season it's like you're keeping everything going this is why i'm not a fan of tv i never have been this is the problem with tv tv series tv shows because i have to keep going and going and going the the can't stop the plot um, we're starting to see it now. Everyone going around the circle. You know, the worst are soap operas. There, you know, it's the same characters. They've always got a reason to interact with each other and spin around. And in real life, you know, there's that much animosity. You just would not give that person the time of day. But because of TV, because people are forced to kind of interact, we're seeing that. We're seeing um, power games and backstabbing. Not just with Jesse's plotline, but we start we, re, um, we revisit 
uh, the Grail organization and what's going on there. We'll, we'll go to hell. We'll see the politics playing there. We'll see what's going on with God and the politics he's playing. And it's just, um, this is where TV shows, I think, I don't know, just my humble opinion, they should have a start. Babylon 5 did it brilliantly. They had a story arc that lasted five seasons, and that was it. Start to end. And if it never got finished, it never got finished. But at least the plot point was there. Um, Alex Straczynski, he's a he's a good writer anyway. Uh, yeah, still worth a watch. So have Jesse, he's back, basically on his grandmother's. And we'll find out she's a local witch. Uh, magic's real in this universe, you know, I mean, it's it's almost um, black market stuff. It's like an open secret, so everyone's kind of blase about it. So in terms of, like, you know, a lot of shows deal with um, supernatural stuff. It's always hidden and a secret world. This is just literally above the surface. Anyone can just scratch and find it. It's not that well hidden, even the vampires and stuff, you know, what we're used to with vampires being super secretive. Not really. Um, you can bump into one and get involved is just that's the universe that we've got here which is fair enough you know it works works well because then you don't need the tedium of trying to hide everything you know it's just out in public and people are just like meh supernatural stuff and that's that just seems to be that the general public is just blase about everything i mean there's there's massacres there's gunfights there's things exploding and everyone just takes as a matter of course you know but not just um like gang, like bodies getting dismembered, ripped to pieces. Um, very uh, Ash versus Evil Dead, but not as good. That, that's where we're kind of going with the guts and gore with us. I see him kind of being influenced by that. Um, I don't know when the this came out in 2018, I think. I need to remember when Ash versus Evil Dead came out. It's been a while. I always think these things come out yesterday because they're still in the forefront of my mind. And I still see that stuff as kind of new, but that's the joys of being an old fogey. So what we'll have, we'll find out anyway, that Jesse owes a debt to his grandmother. This is the first time he's been back to their home after him running away when he was a like, late teenager and in the adulthood. So there's a lot of bad blood. We also find out that it's actually um, his grandmother and her stooges that killed his father to bring him back. And we see actually that his mother was part of that household at Angelville. And it was because of her betrayal, you know, this woman is not a good, you know, I mean, she's a horrible person. She's one of those, um, doesn't, it's all about power. It's not about love, it's about power and control and that kind of stuff. And it's just horrible. It's horrible to, I don't like it. I don't like being through it. I've seen it in real life. I don't like that, that kind of stuff being played out. Um, especially with TV because they drag it out, you know, I mean, it's effectively dragged out over 10 hours. So there you have it. He, Jesse's back. He's now put himself back in the grips of this woman. We have Tulip won't listen to him. And then she's messing up stuff. He tries to play the grail to get his soul back so he can have Genesis again and use the power. That gets fluffed up because Tulip messes it up. Cassidy's just being Cassidy. Um... He's a better story arc this season. He's been a bit of a spare tire, season two, but season three he's kind of come into his own as a character, which I'm quite glad with because um, he was one of the characters easy, you know, I mean, could have been gotten rid of. He was, didn't really do too much in season two, 
about season three, he's kind of he's kind of meant to often have his own story uh, story arc, which is cool. So this is basically what's happening. We now find out as well because her star wants Jesse to be the Messiah. He then makes a deal with Marie to borrow Jesse. I know all the all these entities are planning to double cross and betray each other. So there's a lot of Game of Thronesy type stuff going on, which you you kind of know, but you know it's not going to resolve itself to the end of the season. So it gets a bit. Um, I can't watch too much of it. You know, I mean, there was like seven or eight seasons. It was just all that stuff. I get bored and switch off because, uh, especially like horror, supernatural stuff. I like I like adventure. You know, I, mean? I like almost episodal. I love super. Uh, what do you call it? Supernatural. No, I mean the reason I went on for like fifteen seasons because them had a good mix of episodal and series, so you had a good balancer. But I digress anyway. This is kind of falling short of that, and I'll be interested to see season four. But I have a funny feeling if the new season four is going to get cancelled, they'll do a lot to wrap it up. If not, it'll be open the ends, but I don't think it'd be worth dragging it out. You know, I think this is going to burn out. Uh, like I said, one of my previous reviews, yes, yeah, this is danger of burning out now because they're just rehashing and uh, going through. Uh, we don't see Eugene and his plot until like episode six, so like uh, just over halfway past the season until we see Eugene and what's happening with him. Effectively, um, we meet Satan as well, which was fun. Um, really, I this character. I actually quite liked his character. I'll be honest. Um, the worst depiction of Satan was in what you call it show, Sabrina the Wooden Plank. You know that remake we made on was it Netflix? It's boring. I hated that Satan. Um, my favorite one has to be Lucifer, Tom Ellis playing Lucifer. That's my favorite depiction so far of any TV show or movie. Possibly Robert De Niro um, in The Devil's Advocate, but so far Tom Ellis is my favorite uh, Lucifer slash Satan. Um, this guy, was, he's, he's very Hellboy-esque. You know, he looks like Hellboy. And he's a comic character. He's, I actually like him. You know, he's actually good, just doing his thing. We're seeing the repercussions as well. Hell has now found out that God's gone missing. So they're like, oh, we can just go pluck people from the, the mortal realm. We can do whatever we want. Part A, you know, that's our kind of uh, mentality and all this. So we're seeing the ramifications of this. So Satan basically brings in the Santa Killers again. He's actually a good character. Um, I like him. But effectively, he's like, right, go get them. So he sends Santa Killers up the earth to find Eugene and Hitler. <laughs> the Hitler storyline, um, he's now David Helter. And he works in a, a sandwich place. And uh, already he's got acolytes and... Uh, another fun character. Um, who does it play as Hitler? Noah Taylor. Um, need to look him up. I think I've seen him before, but yeah, he he plays this character really well. Uh, a lot of fun. But he's settled into his life, and already he's starting to plan the next world war. You know, he's got his own plans and stuff, and just people gravitate to him, just showing um 
his charisma and that, which people don't give enough credit to that. Someone with charisma and the ability to narrate and bring crowds in can either do really great things or really bad things. And also, depending on your point of view, you know, somebody might think sticking six million people in the oven's a good thing. You know, if you're not quite there, a lot of people, you know, think it's important. But that's somebody like that, though, has that power. And it's interesting to see that power being wielded. That's what this that's what this season's all about. It's all about power. It's all about power over others. So we'll have this whole thing going on. And then the the teams fall apart. So the trio, um Jesse, Tulip, Cassidy, they've all fallen apart. There's mistrust there now. Um Cassidy and Jesse's fall apart. Cassidy finally tells Jesse that he slept with Tulip. That's caused the rift. He tries to warn Cassidy about telling his family that he's a vampire because they'll basically string him up and there's pictures on the wall and stuff. So Cassidy doesn't listen, nearly gets killed. Then find out what the tombs are about. So underneath the slave quarters in the plantation are a set of tombs where basically they have cage fights, you know, burn knuckle fighting between people who owe Marie. So if you don't pay your debt, you get captured, you go down to the tombs, and then you're kept there, and then you're busy the rest of the time coming bet on them who, you know, busy burnacle fighting. You know, it's uh, all very grimy underworld type stuff. The thing is, even though there's lots of money changing hands and stuff, the place looks like shit. They live like shit. Her problem is her mortality. So we find out as well that she lives by essentially sucking the souls out of others. So she's almost like a mini devil character herself. She entraps like um, a loan shark. Think of a spiritual loan shark. She entraps people. That's her whole thing. Entrapping people in the owner. And then she calls in her debt. And basically, you know what I mean? If you're busy, don't deal with her. You know, that's that's one of those things. It's You just don't get involved with something like that. But these people are parasites. The prey and the weak, the lonely, the desperate. People get themselves in the situations. And they're just seen as chattel. You know, that's, that's the way they look at it. These aren't people to them. They're just property. And it's all about power. But what they're doing with the power, you know, I mean, they're still living in a shitty swamp and it looks awful and, like, all the money in the world. Just not a nice lifestyle, but that's, you know, I suppose that's broken people. Uh, you can give broken people all the money and power in the world and they'll never do anything with it. That seems to be, like, a running theme throughout the show. This season, anyway. Um, it's all about that. We also meet the Allfather, who is the head of um, the Grail. I'm see her star, who he defers to, and this guy's um, just big, humongous, gluttonous creature. And this is where I'm talking about the Seth Rogen humor, humor getting a bit too far, because our character is, you can see it's a Seth Rogen construction. You can see that over the top, um, the guy's gluttonous, so he just stuffs himself and then he vomits so he can eat more. And this, you know, the stupid spread out of mouth, it goes on a wee bit too long. So it gets to that point where it's like, ah, oh, oh, okay, okay, stop now. You know, that, that sort of stuff. So that's that's why I'm saying I can see 
the stuff going on. You know, I mean, you kind of get familiar with directors and creators and stuff, and you see their work, and you can send it, kind of see their signature and stuff. You know where it's coming from. But yeah, this guy's horrendous. He is, or her star wants to control the world and bring up the order. This guy just wants to light everything on fire. He wants to launch a nukes and whoever survives becomes a faithful. Um, but someone like that, you know, absolutely nuts. Uh, will never be satisfied. I mean, they're just, uh, just the way they are. They're a broken person. But that's the person her star tries to, has to refer to. But then he's making a plot. His whole idea is to make a plot. To use Jesse as a new messiah. To replace Humperdoo. Who's the 25th line of Jesus. Um, simple creature. But now we find out that they've cloned him. So there's like thousands of them. They're trying to get. Capture Jesse. So there's a lot of stuff going on. The betray the they come the visit uh, Marie. They make her a deal. She wants so many souls to busy rejuvenate herself, and they need him to go and do stuff. Then they come up with a plot. So Tulip goes with um, the operative that killed her, and once again, that's. The bitch in between those two went on about too long. It was a bit too far, you know. We'll get there's antagonism between them. We'll get there's a debt needs settled. But the her rubbing in setting herself up to get killed. And that just went on about too much for me. So I was alright for a couple of scenes, but it went on too much. They go to Tokyo to the busy raid, the Happy Soul Go Company, whatever it is, the which turned out to uh Crucible owns. So there you go, everything's all connected with her. Tulip meets God again. He's basically telling her that he has a plan for her. She's calling him all the dickheads a day. He's but like he's a bit like a pet and child, you know. None of like God are sitting up portrayed as like good or evil, they're just arseholes, you know what I mean? And I think it's deliberately done so, you know, it's, I think it's the whole idea of yeah, humanity's the best, you're you know, your time's done. I think that's kind of the message we're trying to bring here. We'll see where it goes. So all that stuff's going on. I'm trying to think. Because I crammed this in over two days since my last review. To get the souls to pay off Marie, which sends supposed to release Jesse from his debt. But Marie's no intention of doing it. She's also bound herself to Tulip. So they can't kill Marie or else Tulip dies. So it's all that sneaky, you know, sneaky stuff going on and that. And you're kind of, when it does that, I'm kind of going, Fuck, could you hurry up and get to the end and resolve us? Because one thing I'm glad is they don't drag it on to another season. They kind of wrap everything up at the end. So that's thankful at least because nothing worse than having all that stuff. And you can't get rid of a character because the plot needs them to be there. But they always have to be in each other's face. And then it's all a circle and going around um jesse after things go wrong he he's found out to be a vampire he's captured he's brought down to the tombs he's made to fight people jesse busy chops up well he busy says well he can get chopped up he can get stabbed he can get shot all you have to do is feed him with blood and he's back the next day 
but Jesse finds a way to get him out. Kazu uh, goes back to New Orleans. He meets another vampire, and it's almost like uh, interview the vampire. Um, who do you call him? Not just that. Um, Antonio Banderas is one. Oh God, this is where uh, notes would be helpful. But you know Antonio Banderas's um, character. The guy's very similar to him. Those two end up in a relationship, and they find out that uh, this guy has a cult. Basically, has followers. So there's a whole plot line there of Jesse dealing with this. They then find out that this guy's essentially eating them. Carries is it? So he's turning these kids into vampires, and then he's feeding on them. And that's why he becomes more powerful. And that's a whole plot line of stuff and betrayal and stuff. And then the Crucible are trying to capture Cassidy because they want him as bait for Jesse. They basically want leverage. Everyone wants leverage on everybody else to play their games. So that's kind of the whole thing, the back and forward. Um, thankfully, it's only 10 episodes. If this had been like a, a TV network 24 episode, thank God you'd ha- your head would be just pounding so the lucky thing is it's only 10 episodes so they'll have to condense it if this dragged on for like the, the normal 24 episodes you, you just switch off you get sick of it sorry give me a second um and that's basically what's going on um we'll see the plot between her star and the Allfather, because the Allfather basically wants to bring down arm again her star use you know Wants to use GSA to get rid of him and then stop the plot. That that all goes out, and like I said, that whole scene is just dragged on a bit too much. The All Father is wanting to take Genesis out of GSA and put it into Humperdoo, and then they keep having the genetically, mod, you know, like this doesn't work, but they're essentially using genetics, supposedly, right DNA structure to make the right good and bad between the composes GSA, so it's the right conditions for Genesis to move in another host. And you just see all these humper dudes exploding. And that's that's we find out he's been cloned and then again and once again it just goes on about too long. But that all gets resolved. Jesse gets his soul back, gets his power, and then he releases all the humper dudes because he finds out that there's thousands of them, I mean just being cloned evolving in this building. And they're effectively like cattle. And, you know, probably why they're also because if you make a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, that's what you're going to get. So it all gets resolved. Her star is now in charge, totally. Uh, what else do we have? We then have Jesse. Uh, Cassie deals with um, a curious. Is it a curious? The other vampire, anyway, Jesse deals with him. That all gets resolved. He goes back to the family home. He essentially takes revenge. He gets that all sorted out. He finds a way around. It turns out that Marie makes a deal with the devil. So Satan comes up, the angel vow, makes a deal that if she gets killed, Jesse gets a soul, which is like making deals for other people's souls and stuff. Is it? Yeah, but too much. Uh, this is where they're starting to stretch. 
and this is where I'm, you know, thankfully there's only one more season. If this stretched on for like seven or eight seasons, I'd have a trouble. I'd have a, a major trouble with it. But thankfully this all happens. Jesse solves it, resolves it. Cassidy resolves his. Tulip gets captured because make a deal with the devil. So the devil sends up um, uh, Azrael, the angel of death, to capture Tulip. And it all converges because you've got the Santa Killers. He goes and captures um, Eugene Hitler. He's bringing him back to hell. Uh, Azrael's bringing back Tulip. She's bringing back the other person. She messes up again. She has to go back for the soul. Like I say, it's all that for They all end up in the bus going to hell. Bit of a convoluted plot. Uh, Hitler's built up a like a small Nazi regime. And this is where, you know, it's got Seth Rogen all stamped up because you've got bringing the Nazis and some of them got MAGA hats. So they're bringing dummy and politics into it, which is just fucking headache inducing. <sighs> Yanks, understand, the rest of us don't give a shit about your politics. It's poison. We've got our own problems. We don't need your politics shoved into our faces and your fights and stuff. Honestly, the rest of us uh, need a break. We've, we haven't had a break from this nonsense with you lot from 2016. He's just get on and on and on and on and on and on. Just give it a rest now. It's boring. But yeah, that's what I say. You can just see it's all happening. That all gets about convoluted the uh, santa killers he then he carries out his mission he has a fight with azrael because then it turns out azrael makes a comment about his family getting killed she asked that the ravens pack out their eyes before or after the dead and then it turns out that satan's actually had something to do with it his family dying they make him who he is so there's all betrayal and then it turns out now satan and god sit down together and make these plans so once again, it's all, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, betrayal, power, playing with people's lives that don't need to be played with over stupid games. It's very real worldly because the same people that are putting this out are the same ones that are playing the games, which is kind of funny. But that's what we got. You know, I mean, morons that have too much time in their hands and have too much money mess with ordinary people, and that's what this is basically saying. Which I can sympathise because. We can see it happening now and it's pissing me off because i just want to live my life in peace and the millionaires have their mansions and helicopters and private jets but just stop preaching and get away and stop playing your games and trying to control everything just stay in your little bubbles and make shows and entertain us or or don't i mean you can get your adulation here in your peer groups, we don't have to be part of it, but they seem to need us, the ordinary people, to bow down before them and say they're wonderful. You know, it's not enough that their own peers say it, we have to say it. And it's like, you know, I think as we're in kind of fatigued with TV, especially TV is like the lowest form, you know, apart from a couple of shows. Uh, over time, generally, TV is the lowest form of uh, entertainment. I would say these series you know like amazon netflix all that kind of stuff they're a slight step above like network tv that's why most people are moving away from network tv because they're sick of it they'd rather a season something come out that's well thought of and a plot and an idea behind it than just pump out every week 
like soap opera stuff now. That's the worst thing about the UK is most people here watch network TV still. They're still enthralled by the stupidest reality celebrity shit and all that, you know, soap operas and all that kind of stuff from TVs. You know, I mean, that's kind of the, what the normies watch and that's yeah, just crap. This is falling into that realm because they're trying to compete and pump out more content. And you can kind of see the way these streaming platforms, streaming platforms are now going the same way as TV, that there's too many of them. They're competing with each other, trying to pump out more shit and they're losing the quality. And you can see it happening with this show, like this season. I watched it. I'm not super excited about it. Um, I wouldn't watch it a second time. You know, that's where I'm at with this now. Um, I'm happy to watch season four to see how it ends. And as it left on a cliffhanger because I thought it was going to get renewed. Or to wrap it up. I think I kind of lost. Season one was great. You had an, an interesting idea. And it could have been episodal, you know, just going to the adventure and the search and just the kind of weird stuff instead of bringing all these uh, plot ties together. But you've seen the killers. He brings Eugene Hitler to hell. The devil in, you know, lets it drop that him and God are talking about his family and the plans. He gives, as the agreement, he gives him those weapons back. Of course, these weapons can kill angels and demons and devils and gods. So he kills the devil, basically, you know, shoots him and then brings Eugene with him, says, you don't belong here. So it's almost a kind of him becoming the anti-hero rather than just the villain. He's still got it in his head he wants to kill Jesse. And Eugene's kind of like, oh, that guy left me here. Because Jesse's effectively forgotten about him. You know, if you think about it from the end of season one, Jesse has not mentioned Eugene once. And it was only because of Tulip walking into the scenario and Eugene calling out there, they wouldn't even give him a second thought. You know, as far as he, they're concerned, he's gone. That's got a sting, you know, and especially there's no fault of the boy. You know, I mean, he didn't actually die. He was literally sent to hell by the power of Genesis because Jesse was frustrated. So there's resentment there. That's obviously what they're going to pick up with the fourth season. Hitler takes over hell. He just see him starting to give out orders and Azrael instantly defers the Hitler because he's there at the throne. And then we see the same killers teaming up with Eugene to go back to Earth to hunt down Jesse. Both Cassidy gets captured by the Grail. Sorry, I was saying the Crucible earlier on, but the Grail, yeah, for the heads. Uh, That's what I mean. I'm literally just off watching the uh, episode 10, so... Uh, I just thought I'd get this out as quickly as possible because there's a lot of strange stuff planned, so <laughs> this is the only time I'm going to get to do it. Um, and that's really it. That's where we're set up. Um, her star is now Supreme Commander, a ruler of the Grail. He's preparing for war. He has Jesse, or sorry, Cassidy as a hostage, as bait. Tulip's teamed up with Jesse again. Jesse wasn't going to kill his grandmother and then decides to, you know, because he didn't feel resolved. He was going to just leave her, made her destroy the souls. He's got the power back, but then he said, no, this girl, this woman needs to die. So he kills her with her own soul-sucking machine, burns the place down. Now we're getting ready for the sort of final confrontation. There's thousands of Humperdinck dudes running around 
um, the world now, you know, out in the city. And that's essentially where we're left with this. Um, like I said, there's bits just dragged on too much. I saw a wee bit of it in season three. I'm seeing the Seth Rogen kind of effect happening here with his, you know, his particular brand. And if you enjoy that stuff, you enjoy that stuff. But I just think it goes on a bit too much. And uh, it's not to my taste. No, I can't watch too much. He's somebody, um, if I see his name in something, I'm not going to get too excited about watching it. But I can't watch him in small doses. But generally, yeah. And there we go. That was season three. Uh, Bit longer because once again they're they're convoluting at these plot points, which is frustrating because this could be a really tight episodal, you know, could be episodal and have the overland plot, you know, be a really tight series. This is where they kind of they're jumping the shark with us. But we'll see how season four goes. I'll probably do that during the week. Um keep on the channel with lots of stuff going on, um getting really busy. Uh, live stream tomorrow. Uh, what did we do with the guys behind? It came from somewhere uh, in the movie channel. Um, RJ Herman and Anne Aaron are coming on to have a chat with me. Uh, we've got our Horror Every Tales episodes, more unboxings coming soon, all that good stuff. More of these streams. Um, do me a favor. If there's something you want me to talk about in terms of movies or series, what drop us a line in the comments and give me a bit of an idea, and I'll have a look at it. I've happened watched it already. Uh, I'll give you my thoughts. Uh, we still have next week. We still got another horrific uh, talk spot. So uh, Cameron and I getting together again to talk about the witch, which will be good. So it's all on the channel. Have a look. Uh, give me a hand on social media. If you want, sign up to our email list. We've got a, a mail list now, so once a month, send an email to keep everybody up to date with what's happening. And that's basically it. So until next time, folks, keep it creepy, keep it horrific. <laughs>